When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the DPHRO and Rothenberg Podcast. Yep. Listen live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 a.m. on 98.7 ESPN in New York. Yep. The ESPN New York app. Yep. Or on your smart speaker by asking it to play 98.7 ESPN. That's an observation. CLT make them need to run. That's Lawrence Taylor. Every trash EMT for short. Wonder if we best once you peep the score. Up at the crack of dawn. Top stories of the morning. While you yawn and grab your coffee. Rise to shower at 98.7. This is drop time. We provide highlights from your favorite teams. Got Dave and Rick making plenty of picks. It's rule 76. Oh, wakey, wakey, eggs and bakey. And welcome aboard. I'm Rick DiPietro. Would you make multiple picks for Joey Bosa? Bosa. Bosa, Bosa, no. Yeah, Bosa, no. Maybe Bosa. My co-host Dave Rothenberg. You know what's sad? Is Schindler's I, I, List. It's not what I was looking for, but yes, very sad. Our amazing producers. How about our fearless leader, RJ Santillo? I was mad at Stamatis. Of course you were. How about the very handsome Raymond Santiago? So yeah. I'm Kervin Richards. <laughs> I'm not saying you're Kervin Richards. I'm just saying that different rules for different people. That's I all. Mean, I'm Kervin Richards. Raymond, have you ever seen a curved Richard? Uh, big shout out to the company. Thank you for getting up with us on this Thursday morning. We are DNR, the RNR boys. He spells gobble, J A C Y N. Yeah, that's how he spells gobbles. Call us what you want. Don't ever call us lazy. Here's every weekday morning, 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. right here on 98.7 ESPN New York. Number to call 1 800 919 3776. You blank mother. Oh, no, no. Blank, blank sucker mother. <sighs> that's the line. What, what, what is happening? <laughs> Indefinite suspension is what's happening. We have an unbelievable show planned for you today. Redick has reached double-digit sacks in each of the last four years. Nice. <laughs> now that's some big-time analysis. The Knicks dropped their fourth straight and fifth in their last six games last night in Orlando. Limping into the All-Star break is probably an understatement. We're going to hear from Aaron Boone. Hope to get ourselves excited for the Mets, of course, because we love them. Our daily wellness check with RJ. we got Stuff You Missed at 9.15, everyone's favorite station ID at 8. And as always, on the Thursday at 7.45, we have no observations and did it happen in Florida. But before we get to all of that, let's call yesterday what it was. Fresh off his 40th birthday. Never thought I'd reach this date. An alien... An ailing Raymond Santiago was put on notice. Tom Dahmer Bauer wants his job. That- he- Raymond, relax. He chastised me. That's inappropriate for air, I think. Well, I really don't care what you think. He sang. When I wore a younger man's clothes. And for the good of the show, he finally got Dave to consider dabbling in some porn. I go on OnlyFans. You watch. Oh, where can I find that? It's like the interwebs. And what can we expect? Anything else? Slap me in the face. <laughs> How about the finish? <laughs> wow. I got to tell you, I'd probably subscribe. Here he is, our very own Ron Jeremy, the one and only Dave Rothenberg. That was nice. That was nice. It I mean, was you, all right. you and Raymond had some hiccups. Which is amazing because we actually worked on it last night. Is that you that pressed the board accidentally with the mouse? No, what do you mean? There was, a, there was a stray drop that it went in there. No. All right. Nope. Absolutely not. Ray, did you... Did no, you... it was not Ray. The computer systems are a mess. No, it wasn't me, I swear. Hand wasn't even on the Listen, mess. we got it done. You got it done, and it was nice. It had a comedy, 
It was just not. It was not seamless. It as, wasn't as we're accustomed though. to. That's fine. Raymond's back here today. He's though. back, baby. Thank goodness. No, he better be back. Bauer put on a show yesterday. Bauer put on a show yesterday. He he did. I, Raymond, I don't know if you were listening. You were probably sleeping because by the time we saw you for our big meeting that I was the only one at our big time meeting, you were all uh, trying to sweat out your cold. He is swinging it when he comes in the studio. Bauer. Yes. Yeah, he's very good. Dressed up like the brawny guy. The, he comes in. Dave, hey, don't like your hat. He doesn't care. Still doesn't like us. Hopes we lose the pickleball match. That's right. He stands by it. That's right. As he's working our show. That's right. He's oh, a man no, of no, conviction. No, no, no. I wasn't feeding the beast at all. He's a, he's a, he's a man of conviction. I'll but sit on that one. Raymond today, and just to welcome him back, I bring him a bagel. Nice. Yeah. I, and I understand. You wanted to bring RJ1, but he's very anti-bagel right well, now. Well, no, I, I would have brought RJ1, but he's told me numerous times that every time he eats a bagel, now he feels full yeah. and he doesn't want those calories. So I, I thought I was kind to him, and I did not, in fact, bring him a bagel. Um, boy, I watched the Knicks first quarter. I was like, wow. Yeah, baby. Look at this. Brunson unstoppable. We're going to know. That quickly went away. They are so banged up that I don't even think you can get all that angry in watching them no. lose these games. No, I mean, it's just that we, I mean, it's 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 hard because you just really just get to the All Star break. Well, we're here. That's I it. Didn't, I didn't think we'd get to here like this, though. No, I didn't either. But you didn't also. I mean, every game someone's going down. Last night, I mean, not just not just DiVincenzo. You had no Bogdanovich either. Well, no which, Hardenstein. I didn't even know about him. Like Bogdanovich, I'm like, you know, the the scroll is going across in the afternoon. It's like he's out calf. Like when did that happen? And you wonder why it's hard to put Jalen Brunson on the bench. You wonder. You, I mean, uh, listen, he may be a great guy. He may be a great dunker. Jacob Toppin, I'm I'm good. Well, you needed a warm body. Uh, no, I understand that he has to play. I'm just saying, look at how injured you are. You can't win these games. No, you saw when they put Brunson on the bench. They put him on the bench. The offense is a mess. And Orlando goes on a 17-0 run. To start the second quarter. And then that's it. Game was over. You, ne- you never made it close after that. I think you got within 10, but you were not going to win that game. No, I think it was pretty clear that this was not going to be a game that they won. And they haven't beat Orlando yet this season. We're 3-0 now, right? Yep. Yeah. Well, I, listen, the loss to Orlando doesn't bother me as much as just the fact that they are they have no healthy bodies right no. now. This not, All-Star break came at the, I mean, I guess a, a week ago might have been better, but the perfect time. Right. You're right. To have, I mean, you're now talking about four straight, five of your last six. And if you look at what they have coming out of the All-Star break, it's not exactly easy. No, but I think there's a, I mean, there's probably, at least for me, a sense of confidence knowing that when they do get healthy like we've seen what they're they're capable of doing when they are healthy what i don't like is that i mean you're only talking about 27 games now right so this isn't like a midway point no this no is gonna be two thir- a, you're two-thirds you're right. starting the third period this on, is a sprint to the finish now yeah that's right sprint to the finish that's right and listen by the way i mean they shot 71 percent in the first half on the, the Knicks can't defend the rim 71 percent bancaro is a Oof. problem. Well, the the one that got me angry was that three he banked in. <laughs> I was like, for, forget it. Like, uh, forget it. That's just <laughs> it fine. We're, miss. We're, we're not going to win. I know we're not no. going to win. No, they couldn't miss. Uh, Knicks stay in the four, though, because Philadelphia lost last night. So Knicks are 33 and 22, 55 games in. Philadelphia, 32 and 22. Indiana, Miami, Orlando all have 25 losses. So this idea that you're in... Miami's playing well right now, too. Miami's playing well. Orlando beats the Knicks again. The 7-3 and three in their last 10. It's just like, all right, you got to get healthy. So I don't know if we actually know, but expectation when you take on Philadelphia next Thursday is... DiVincenzo will be back. 
Bogdanovich will be back. Hartenstein? Hartenstein will be back. You, you, you feel confident? That's what Tip said. All right. Well, if you get all three of those guys, and obviously Jalen Brunson, now you have a semblance yeah. of a basketball team, yes. Yeah, I think last night was just kind of taking your medicine. Right. It was, listen, I mean, it is what it is. We're, I mean, decimated right now is probably the best word to use. Let's get to the break. It's, I mean, it's a pretty substantial break. Get these guys healthy. Yeah, well, was it always such a such a like a week? Like, they're off for more than a week. No, I know, but they've also played fifty five games already. No, I get I, I get that, but it's like I don't I don't remember them being off for a week. Well, they play what next Thursday? I think next Thursday. Yeah, yeah. well, they need it. And give me two weeks at this point. Oh, well, you take as much time as you right. as you could possibly get. Get now. OG back. Get Randall back. See, that's the thing. I mean, that's the thing I keep telling myself is that. Uh, okay, couple things. I'm not of the opinion, and I said this to you yesterday, that these games don't matter. Where it's like, well, you know, Tibbs has got to pick his spots, and uh, no, like there is a there will be an advantage to where you finish in the standings. It could be matchup, yeah, but it also could be this is this is a Knicks team that actually has a home court advantage now. So when you all of a sudden now have two evenly matched teams that are all you know, everyone is giving a hundred percent, which doesn't normally happen during the regular season, you're not going to outwork anyone. The Knicks are clearly better at home. So yes, if I could have. Home court advantage. If I could have Game Seven in my own building, give me that. I of course, want that. Yep. That could make the difference in a really closely contested series. What I'm selling to myself now is is that if this is going to be a team, or if you're a fan that believes this team has a real chance to get to the Eastern Conference Finals, that having Julius get this extended rest and OG get this extended rest puts them in a better spot here as we move forward. Yeah, it, it certainly does. So they come out of the break Thursday, February 22nd. So they get a, I mean, a week from today, right? Is when they return. Uh, in Philadelphia against the 76ers, and then two days later at home Saturday night against the Celtics. Who just destroyed I mean, Brooklyn. Bro- Brooklyn is destroyed. They, they, want no, they want no part of anything. Yeah, something I mean, has to change with them. They, they've completely given up on. Yeah. They've given up the rope. They don't they want don't, any part of this at all. And then you host Detroit. That's a win. And then you host the Pelicans, and you like your chances there. And then um, you are home against the uh, Warriors, and that'll close out February. Warriors are playing better basketball too. Yeah, they lost last night, right, against the Clippers. But yes, better basketball certainly. Yeah, listen, I mean, you got you're gonna have 27 games now, and the biggest thing for them is, and you can't control it. Like no one knows, right? We don't know. Is getting you know getting your All Star back healthy? Well, yeah, but you're talking about it's not just healthy. Like you're talking about like two two huge pieces of this team. Like, All right, your so, All Star so, hurt. So here's my question for you. So let's let's go through them. So who who's actually not here that 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 should be here? Mitchell Robinson. Yeah. Randall. Right. DiVincenzo. OG. OG. No Hartenstein. <laughs> Hartenstein. Bogdanovich, but doesn't sound like he's going to be no, out he's, for long. Yeah. Uh, is that it? Yeah, so right now, so take DiVincenzo off your list, Hartenstein off your list, All right. and Bogdanovich off okay. your list. So, because they're going to come back quickly. Of the additional three, Robinson, Ananobi, and Julius Randle, most important is? Who? Randle. Followed by OG. Randall. OG. Because if you have a healthy Hartenstein, you're able to mm-hmm. at least get by without Robinson. Yeah. Now, if you're fully healthy. Yeah, you're fully healthy top to bottom. I mean, there's there's probably not a team deeper than the Knicks. Right. That's right. Because now, I mean, you, you, oh, God, what a, what a treat that would be. And how good Robinson was it? and Hartenstein. How good was Precious last night? He's, he's a good player. Dude. The problem is he can't play the five. No, no, like right. He, and he's going to, I mean, his, his minutes, once everyone's healthy, are going to be, but he's, he's going to be good, more limited. Same with DiVincenzo. Like, you don't realize how good they actually are until they had the, the runway to show you how good right. they actually are. Which I think, in the in the grand scheme of things, is probably huge for this team. Because we're going to get into a spot now where Tibbs is one of those coaches, and I've played for guys like this, 
who will, like torches like this, John Tortorella. And it's funny because they're kind of similar personalities. Like if you watch that team and we end up, we played the, that Lightning team that won the Stanley Cup right. in the first round, he rides his guys. The guys he trusts get like, it was like St. Louis, Le Cavier, uh, Richards, we're getting like 26 minutes a night. Like those guys are going to play. But now because you've had so many injuries, a guy like Precious, a guy like Devin Shed, like they've earned his trust. Right. So in moments, in big time moments, he's not going to be afraid to. So through this awful run, at least maybe you'll you'll get some positivity out of it to say, listen, I can can I play Precious for five minutes in the second quarter in a big game? I can. Can can Dante be the lead guy for five minutes in the second quarter? You know, I can rest Brunson or Randall, whoever. Yeah, I can get away with that. Uh, absolutely. Here's um. Here's Jalen Brunson on where we are right now, kind of an overview of the current state of the Knicks. I think we've had a great you know, two-thirds of the season. We put ourselves in the position where we've done well, but we have a lot of room for improvement. So um, I think this break is obviously good for us with you know, with a walking wounded right now. But, um, I mean, I'm, I'm more than happy with what we've been able to do. So um, quick reset and uh, just get ready to go next week. They had an A-plus first half of the season that took a turn at the end, no fault of their own. That's what I would say. Right. Right. What? What? Listen. Like, I mean, last night, especially with DiVincenzo getting hurt in the in the previous game, it, it's why I, again, me, you, probably most Knicks fans were so aggravated with that call, like knowing what you were going into. Right. At least have the opportunity to compete for that one because you knew you're gonna have your hands full going to Orlando. With, I mean, turns out no one. Yeah, I mean, Brunson scored, Brunson, you had nobody. we scored 20 in the first quarter, right. and you're like, okay. So unless he scored 80, you Well, unless he plays the entire compete, game, right, which he's not right. going to do. And once he comes out, it completely fell apart. It's terrible. He was, boy, was he, how good was Dude, he in got the first quarter? 38-19 in the second quarter. Well, they, they can't defend. They don't, and there is, I mean, I think he's a great guy. Todd Gibson, I, I can't, I, I can't watch no, him. No, I he's can't not. watch him play anymore. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he's more, he's there as, you know. More of a locker room guy, I think. Well, he's the Herb Williams of this team. Unless, yeah, right. He's he's one of those guys you can't put into a real meaningful spot. But he's playing meaningful minutes well, now. Yeah, because he has to. Right. Well, that's my point. Right. I, it's I a great can't, point. I can't. No, no, don't be little me. No, it's a great point. It's the same point. We, I mean, we used to talk about Todd Frazier with this. Well, on the Yankees, when he's batting bottom of the lineup, great. All of a sudden, he comes to the Mets, and you put him in the middle of your order. You're like, well, right. Todd Frazier's not. He can't do that now. Right. You want to have him as a locker room guy. You want to have him as a guy that's going to play in the final minutes of a game that's a blowout. Great. You want to chant his name and have him come in. That's wonderful to have him play meaningful minutes. I mean, it's just you know, it's just not okay. No. But here's where we are. Yeah, here's where we are. But like seriously, like I mean, I think there should be. I mean, there should be. You got two all stars. Jalen Brunson is playing. I don't care. I was listening to Greeny yesterday. He's awesome. On the way home, and they did a straw poll with all the people, like you know, all the media members that vote on these awards. Right. And Brunson got quite a few MVP votes. He should, and he should. Question he for you. Deserves that kind of respect. Question for you. I, I don't. You don't have to answer it right now. I'll answer it a second. You, well, you I, ask. Well, I know. I want you to right. digest. I want you to digest it. By the way, is this sporty enough for you today? How about that? Is this sport? How is about this, that? Is this is this sports conversation good for listen, you? Listen, I'll go sports all day if that's uh, what you want. Listen, I'll, I'll take sports right yeah. out of my out of my bottom. If that's I it. Have to. I'll rip it. I'll take it out for you. I, that, that was that yesterday. That meeting. That was very hurtful. Disgusting. Very hurtful. And I was the first one on. Imagine what I was dealing with. The slings and arrows. Because what you did was gross. No, no, it wasn't gross. What you did. RJ, what he did was gross. Is that not true? He leaves. He goes, so, so no meeting. We're good. See you guys tomorrow. Then I'm outside talking to Rodney. And guess who pops on the meeting? You. No, I was already on the meeting. Right. RJ, gross. Felt like a setup. No, no. You set okay. us up. Time out. Time You're out. a saboteur. Listen, I would understand. Listen, I can understand how you guys are viewing this right now. But let's not forget who I am. How many times do I have to check if the freezer is closed or if the, the stove is off or when I have to turn around and make sure I close the garage? 
I was just double checking because we didn't right. receive a, my existence. Cancel. We didn't get a cancellation email. I was like, you know what? Just let me check. So I checked. I clicked on my calendar link, and boom, it pops up, and it's it's John and Justin. <laughs> and I was like, oh no. And they're like, where have you been? I was like, oh, I didn't think we. No one thought we well, had a did, meeting. Did, did you say? Yes. Did I was you like, defend us and say yes. the guys were under the impression there was no meeting? Yeah, I was like, no one thought we had a meeting. I was like, I was just making. I was just double checking to make sure. And they were just there with their faces just, just, just yeah, right. popping out like of Like, just waiting for us. I was like, maybe you should have, like, you said you were listening to the show. Show right. us a text. Well, that wasn't even the most hurtful thing. The most hurtful thing was when John was like, uh, you guys didn't really talk a lot of sports during the show today, huh? <laughs> he used some word. What word? I don't remember, but I, I you know what? I, I was very upset. That's what he does, though, because he thinks we're stupid. And, and they were like, so you, so you hated the show? I didn't say I hated I didn't the say show. That. I didn't say I hated the show. <laughs> and you go, are you comfortable, John? <laughs> <laughs> Just just a scud. Sorry. I loved it. Um, so here's my question for you. You ready? You don't answer it now. We'll tease it. The best New York athlete. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Thanks for listening to the DiPietro and Rothenberg podcast. I think they're listening to me. They're everywhere. Dave. I know you're here. Catch the show on demand wherever and whenever you want. Woohoo! Over here! Just subscribe to us, rate us, and review us wherever you get your podcasts. Try to bring RJ out of his, his slumber, his sadness, his funk. Yeah. RJ, have you? Uh, we're going to get to the Yankees in 90 seconds, John, so don't, don't fret here. Not too much non sports talk. Unless it's about the meeting and he loves it. Right. Uh, have you guys spent time together yet, you and Ange, since Sunday? Oh, yeah. No, no, no. Spent time together. My answer stays the same. Whoa! Listen, when you turn to... RJ was, RJ was Chris Jones. My answer stays the same. Right side of the... Right side of the uh, Listen, I told you... Niners line. My answer, I love that. My answer stays He's the same. Been. Listen, I, I'm not, I'm not going to kiss and tell too many things. All I say is... I've turned to everything non-sports related. Uh-huh. I've dabbled back in with a couple things. Had a little college hoops, a little hockey a couple nights ago, some Knicks last night. 
I'm starting to find my way back. Mm -hmm. But in in that time, listen, everything else was on the table. Wow. Look at him. (laughs) Now, was it on the table? No, no, no. No, you can't do that. He's got a baby. He probably could. Who knows what he's able to do? I am diminutive. Get a little step stool, get up on that table. (laughs) I am diminutive. All right, that's enough now. You use Antonio's table. No. That's enough. Now you're getting crazy. It's the perfect height. No, this is too much non-sports talk. We got to get back to sports talk. Winthrow's going to get mad. Winthrow will get furious at you. (laughs) Uh, Aaron Boone spoke yesterday. You want to hear some of what Booney had to say? Uh, Yeah, of course. Uh, All right. Uh, What would you say, before we hear from Booney, has to happen for the Yankees to be a championship team? Elite offense. Elite offense. Yep. Um, Two through five pitching. Yeah. Okay. Especially, Especially number two. Two is huge. 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 Uh, here is Booney. What needs to happen for this to be a championship caliber team? I think anytime you're a championship level team, and hopefully in the end we're holding that trophy, that's what we're here to try and accomplish. You know, I think a lot of things have to go right. You know, start with health. In any season, you're going to have your health challenges here and there, but hopefully for the most part, you know, especially a lot of your core guys can go to the post regularly. I mean, that's an important factor. Obviously going through with what we went through last year as a club, nobody wants that ever again. And that it really left obviously a sour taste. And, you know, it's like sand getting kicked in your face, you know, and I do feel like we have a group that is always really focused and diligent on preparing and getting ready to go out and have a great season. But I do think think there's another level of edge and focus to not wanting that to happen again and we have a lot of guys with pride in there that again I feel like that first box has been checked by a lot of guys that are eager to put last year behind us all right so he didn't really say anything at all there but the one thing he did say is health is the most important thing which I yeah I guess it is obviously well I mean it has been I mean one of the reasons why one of the main reasons why they didn't get to where they wanted to go last season and they were 82-win team was because of how much time Aaron Judge missed. Right. If Aaron Judge never got hurt, didn't stub his toe or whatever you want to say well, it was him? I mean, the, the start that uh, the start that Rizzo gets off to. Right. And all of a sudden he was not, he wasn't close to the same player. But Rizzo's not a young guy anymore. No, I know. I, but listen, I mean, when, when push comes to shove and you look at this lineup, which has been the problem for this team getting over the hump has been the lineup. Aaron Judge has been great during the regular season, has struggled in the postseason, is they need to be better offensively. I know we'll talk about the question marks they have behind Garrett Cole in that rotation, but offensively, I mean, depending on which DJ they need to be better offensively. Listen, I understand that, but still, like I mean, outside of Soto, Judge, I mean, they're in Torres. Glaber Torres is one of the better offensive, you know, second basemen in the league. All right, but Stanton's going to hit for power. Like if he's if he's healthy, he's going to hit. Okay, if you just keep saying ifs. Well, but that's but you have two guys that are 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 two top five players in baseball. Of the uh, seven remaining guys in the lineup, three or four should should be at least good. Well, I think you got a pretty good idea of what I mean. You know what Soto's going to give you. You know what Judge is going to give you. Now, if, I mean, whether or not Soto get off, gets off to a slow start because he's I mean he's he got off to, to a get terrible up. start last right. year in San Diego. Right, got off yes. to a slow start, and this is his first entree into the American League. Right, and that was a team that was loaded in San Diego. What we think we think what Lemayhew Judge no Lemayhew Soto Judge Soto's going to hit second, mm-hmm. Judge going to hit third. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, so righty lefty righty. And you're talking about somebody that, I mean, gets on base at a ridiculous clip. With no, the, the, both, both of them. Both of them. But so, I mean, so, I mean Soto could be not, on base okay, 45% so, of the here's time. Here's the difference, though. Soto's not going out of the strike zone. No. He's not. No. So you should have Judge coming up to the plate half the time with guys on base. Yeah, I mean, he's over, <laughs> Think like, about that over for a 40% second. of the time. Right. So he's on over 40%. And LeMayu gets on, too. Right? 
Yes, if you get the healthy version of DJ LeMahieu. Yeah. Right. Well, that's, well, if you don't, then he's not going right. to be able to that. But that's the concern with players like that. And they made the decision that rather than pay him, you know, rather make the deal shorter and pay him more average annual, they extended it. So you're going to get like the, he's an aging player. So there are questions as to, I mean, does he stay healthy? First question. And, you know, when he is healthy, what version of him do you get? I expect Rizzo now, once he's now being passed, you know, through the concussion, all the stuff, post concussion, everything else, which is a bad place to be, I can promise you that, is that. I think Anthony Rizzo is going to be good for them. You, you think that they want to split up Torres and, and Stanton with Rizzo in the middle of those two guys? So yeah, in, a perfect, like four, in a perfect world, yeah. Like, so Stanton four, Rizzo five, no, Torres you six? Would go, no, you'd go Rizzo four. So you're not breaking up? Yeah, you're going righty, lefty, righty. You're going, I mean, you would go Rizzo four. So you're going to go Rizzo four, Glaber five, Stanton six. No, can't no you Stanton. probably go Stanton five. Stanton five, five Glaber six. six. Verdugo seven. Volpe eight, catcher nine. That's a good lineup. It is a good lineup, and they did exactly what I mean. What you were hoping they were going to do. I think there's some question as to. I mean, did they go all in, knowing that this could be a one year deal? Did for they go Soto? all? I mean, listen, they didn't get Blake Snell. They could use another starter. They're which still is, spending which over three hundred million dollars. They, they, they shouldn't more need money another, than anybody. They in baseball shouldn't right need now. another starter. That that's they the issue. shouldn't. But, that's the issue. But it feels like they. It feels like they do because you have zero confidence. I got to tell in you Redon. now, and this is going to be, and you can tell me I'm crazy, and people will call and say there's no way they should do it. With the amount of pressure on this team, with the amount of pressure on Brian Cashman, the fact that this might be one year of Juan Soto, because it, it sounds like he's going to the market and he's going to try to get every... He's going to the market. And he's going to get every penny he can get. I would sign Trevor Bauer. <sighs> Guy already said he'll, pay, he'll yeah, pitch. Yeah, but that, 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 but that's... What? If Garrett Cole's all right with him... Now what? what? I mean, th- th- no one wants to sign this guy. I understand that, but I mean, under these circumstances... I don't know. Not really knowing what Rodon is... On the heels of of Herman, who do you trust in that? Who do you trust in that rotation I, right I, now? But that, outside that, of Garrett now Cole, you cross just like I want to bring in this guy for. I want to bring in a guy who's got a lot of red flags around him. I understand it, but someone's going to have to give him a second chance at some point. He wasn't convicted of anything. But you want to be the Yankees to do that? I, I don't. Does anyone care? I mean, with all the stuff that happened with Chapman and everything else, like they've had guys that. I mean, the guys have been through it. Well, when, so when, maybe this when, is the okay, best but here's team the to thing. do it. When there's a guy on your team and he does it, I think you're very defensive of that. When there's a guy that does things away from your team, not on your team, and then you bring that in, I think is very different. I get what you're saying. And and there's probably a lot of teams that feel the same way. And maybe the Yankees aren't the team to do it, especially with what happened with Herman and everything else. But you get, get it for a great deal. Well, nothing. Because he's desperate to get well, you. He said he would he'd pitch for league minimum right. with incentives. Right. All I'm saying is you made an offer to Snell. Snell is, I mean, I don't know if he's overvaluing his market or not, but they're not paying him what he wants. Like, look at the amount of, like, look at the big name free agents that are still on. So, Mets signed Trevor Bauer. You're good? Yeah. Really? Yeah. RJ, you want Trevor Bauer? I do not. Yeah. Raymond, Trevor Bauer. Yeah, I don't feel great about it. I don't think Yankee fans would love it. I know, but you're not going to love the fact if Car- you're not going to love if Carlos Rodon can't pitch. <laughs> but that's that's on Cashman then. I'm just I'm I'm telling now. Of course, if, you, if of you course this, you're not. If you got this great offense, and then outside of Garrett Cole, there's no one that you really can trust pitching. Thing I mean, is, what are you Rodon do? could be your two. You know, you're you, paying him to be your two. I, I, could I think, be. I think. Well, but I don't know that he's going to be. I don't care how much money I, he's I, getting. But you're paying him to be your two. You're paying him to be your two. That's but why he, he gave sucked us, last he got, year. He got five years he left of him. He, he couldn't pitch, and when he pitched, he stunk. And he was hurt. Yeah, but you got five years Stunk. left. Stunk. You got five years left. Well, that, but whose fault is that? Well, you could have gave Freddie Freeman that same deal. I understand that. So it, that was the move that really pissed me off. If Radon is good and is your two, it all falls into place. Because Stroman is a three, Schmidt, Nestor, great. Right now your rotation looks much better. If Radon doesn't recapture what he was prior to being a Yankee, you got a lot of problems with that rotation. Right, especially the way that Stroman finished the season. 
But that's the way he finishes seasons. Okay. Well, He's a great first-half pitcher, and he kind of fades in the second half. Well, that's a problem. A, a huge problem. When you're trying a, to win a World especially Series, Especially if you need him to be his best in the postseason. Forget about, forget about postseason. He was bad in the second half of a you know a, a team that had... I guess the Cubs were pretty no, they good can't, last yeah, year. They can't. Yeah, they they were not too far from a, no. a playoff spot. But he was. But he was no reason that they were that they were competitive. No, they got good value. It was a good signing. I'm, I'm just like I mean, in, in a season like this where it feels like we could uh, we need as much as we can as we can because I think it's an I, a I think it's pressure. a great topic and I think it's a good idea. And I'm, I'm sure John Winthrop, wherever he is right now on the train commuting in, is like oh. It's like no, good, this would be listen, good sports topic. Guys. Listen, it's not a it, the optics of it are not great. They're terrible. But if I mean, if you sat down, you have to sit. This would be one of those decisions you have to sit down with, like the the leaders in that in that clubhouse, Garrett Cole being you know top of that list. Hey, what do you think about this? And if it was if it wasn't going to be a problem in the clubhouse, the guy, I mean, the guy. But, is but in the good court enough. of public opinion, opinion, I think it's a I who's going to if he pitches lights out. Who's going to care? I think people will care. No. I think people will care. No, nope. I think people will look past it, they'll make and I every, think they'll care. They'll make every excuse if he pitches lights out. Of course, they, that's what people do. Chapman, Herman. I mean, it doesn't matter if you're great. Look at Tyreek Hill. So look at Kareem Hunt. I'm just saying it's a unique opportunity where you have a guy that's looking for a second chance that's going to pitch for nothing. But don't, but don't give me this crap that we're the we're the Yankees. We're we're you can't you can't grow a goatee and pitch for the Yankees, and then they're going to go sign Trevor Bauer. Don't give me that, please. Well, I think that's two different things, though. Because they, well, they still have don't give us guys this, on the team that have, have but don't give us this, like you're, you're high and mighty, and then sign a guy like 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 you're better than everybody else because of the way you handle yourself, and then bring in Trevor Bauer is what I'm saying. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. I have, listen, I have no problem with that. I'm just saying, like you have a you have an opportunity now because I mean, clearly they made an offer for Snell, so they're not comfortable with their staff. Nor should they be. I think they have a, a hole there. And they were trying to get Yamamoto, so like I mean, there's they're, they're definitely they feel like there's a need there, and you got a guy who's yes. still, I mean, one of the best pitchers in baseball. I, I agree. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Thanks for listening to the DiPietro and Rothenberg podcast. Looking for more access to the show? Why? Because you know why. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at DR on ESPN. I'll go to observations if and when I want to go to observations. These. Hey, I'm just here so I don't get fired. Are knobs. Playoffs? We'll talk about playoffs. And this. Have a nice fight, Mike. Off. Is observations. Alrighty. So, first and foremost, before we get into some of this, because some of the some of what we're talking about happened yesterday at the parade, which we all know the not even unfortunate, just terrible events, horrifying. Even I would use. So, all our hearts out to those in Kansas City dealing with the tragedy that occurred. You know what the worst thing of, of all of it is? And nothing, I'm being serious here for a second. Change. I heard it and it didn't remotely surprise me. The, you know, it's like, I can't believe that this is happening. Really? This is exactly who we are. What do you mean you can't believe this you is happening? You know what's happening? amazing, though? It. Huh. I was watching um, I was watching McAfee yesterday and he was talking about the beauty of of these parades. Right? Like the, the, the amount of people that show up and everyone's 
Everyone's there. This for is this. Be- before. This is before. Yeah, okay. but this is how we opened the show. Like the beauty of a par- the, the parade is, and they were showing highlights of you know some of the stuff we were watching yesterday with everyone dancing and celebrating and everything else. Because the, the Kansas City stuff from last year, and that everyone that comes there is kind of that we're all there for the same reason to celebrate this team and the achievement and all the accomplishment. And he went to uh, one of the guys on on the show, Boston Connor, who was with the Patriots parades, and they're all saying the same kind of stuff. Like everyone's there, enjoying themselves, and then, of course, the news comes down that there's a shooting, and someone lost their life. Someone lost their life. She was a radio DJ too, Ugh. and I think 22 people were injured. Uh, many of them were were Sounds young like 11, children, 11 kids, right? But between the ages of five and 14 years old, I just I, I give up. I mean, until we decide that we're going to make a change, this is just going to continue to happen. Having said all that, I just want to get that out there because some of the audio, some of the stuff happened yesterday, which is obviously of much lighter note. So I feel like that needed to be said. Anyways, pivoting as best you can, back to my dislike for the Chiefs is where we actually begin. So what they did is they've really made, rightfully so, he's one of the faces of the team, Travis Kelsey, they, they've given him free reign to grab that microphone whenever he darn well pleases. And this was Travis yesterday on stage. Enjoy. I want everybody a part of this thing. If you know this song, sing along. Blame it all on my roots. I showed up in boots and ruined the Niners' affair. The last one to know. We were the last one to show. We were the last one they thought they'd see there. And I saw the surprise, that fear in their eyes. And when we took that glass of champagne, Pat, Pat took that glass of champagne, I promise you. When I took, and I toasted you, honey, we threw what I never, what? I got friends in low places. Travis had himself a time. Wow. That was I, tough. I got to tell you, I'm you. I detest Travis Kelsey. We're getting there. Yeah. I understand. I got to tell I you. I get it. I got to tell you, you know, hearing that back gives me a lot of... Uh, Brett Hull? Brett Hull vibes, but also... I think I got your number! <laughs> wasn't he Larry not on the team? No, he wasn't on the team. <laughs> a lot more respect and love for my wife and what she had to deal with. Because I'm sure there were plenty of times I sounded like that. Really? Yeah. You team. were jackwagging like that? Well, not like in public like that, but I'm sure like a, a Halloween party or a Christmas party when you kind of let loose. Mm-hmm. Not yeah, but, like, but when you do it when there's I, no one else, like but it's I would, behind closed doors is all one right, thing. What I'm saying, though, is if I did that at a at a private, like we're just celebrating Halloween, the physical holiday of Halloween, right. which is my Super Bowl. Now, all of a sudden, I win a Stanley Cup. I'm, I'm probably going to be somewhere around, like between what you heard from Kelsey and what you saw from Alexander Ovechkin when he's like swimming in a fountain. Right. If you were the owner of these teams, you kind of have to dread the parades. Because to, to keep 50 guys in line and... and well, not- you're not. Because most of the guys... In, in, and I heard Kay talking about this yesterday. You're still probably drunk from the night before. Oh, yeah. Did you, did you see Willie like, Gay? This is just, yeah, Willie this Gay is- was lying in the street. Dude, last, a- did, last year... No, but last year they had to take someone out in a wheelchair. 
Because he was so mangled. I don't know. Listen, this is what happens. I mean, dude. but these these parades get it. They come for everybody. You saw Tom walking off that boat. Oh, dude, he, 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 he lost the Lombardi, Lombardi trophy. trophy. Dude, it's because it's it, it, from the night you finish. Like even when you don't win. Like say the season's over. From the day our season ended, I was doing naked slip and slides in the hallway, like six beers deep. Right. To now, all of a sudden, like almost a full week. Now, maybe I'm wrong. I don't ever remember it being to this extent. Like, when the Rangers went in 94, the guys had a great time, and I'm sure they were drunk. This this, this was not the case. The Giants winning, they, they were not like this. No, not like this. I think this is definitely ramped up. Yankees in 09 well, you were saw not like this. You saw the Capitals. This is, this is it's embarrassing. Well, it, it is. This was kind of on the, that was embarrassing. I mean, you sound like a fool, and no, no one puts a stop to it. Well, what are you going to say? Well, like Travis, when I mean, let's. Well, I'm sure he'll see it, and I don't know how he'll feel about it, but I mean, that was. I don't think he's worried about it. I that think, was hammered. Well, so the singing. This is a little bit more, uh, a little more sober. Kelsey at the team party after they actually beat the Niners on Sunday. This night. one drives. Hey, you're going to sing along with me one time for the Niner game. Na 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 na. Well, I don't understand why they're like going after the Niners. I, you, you beat them clearly. Well, he's in a, he's in a place that he feels like he's surrounded by people that are rooting for the Chiefs, like Chiefs fans. Well, of, so of he's course, just playing into it. Of course it. he is, but then it's not like it was the Raiders in the AFC no. Championship game where you hate them. Like you should have really zero concern about the Niners. No, I understand that. But anytime you win a championship, you got. I mean, we are the champions. No time for losers. We like are the champions. Is not mocking the well, other team, but though. It's, it, it's kind of well, the no no time for losers kind of no is. time for yeah. losers. I mean, come on. To be fair, maybe it's a tight end thing, and I, I'm, I hate to be that guy, RJ, but I do seem to remember George Kittle, even though San Fran is our daddies, like yeah, wearing that F Dallas shirt yeah. and, and showing it after a touchdown well, during that blowout. You, you so. know, normally, I, I, I have a shirt like that. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> normally, I would push back, but it, I mean, my story's still to come. There, there's a, an underlying rhetoric building of, I don't know if it's fans I think fans have Niners fatigue, but I think there are, there are players inside the league that just don't like the Niners. Well, the Niners are a very cocky bunch. Can be. No, there's an arrogance to the Niners. Absolutely. absolutely. Can I just interject for one second? Yeah, sure. sure. Yeah. Uh, you're listening to DPH and Rothenberg, 98.7 ESPN, WEPN, FM, New York. Still to lose to this guy's stuff. And I toasted you. <laughs> Honey, we do what I never What? Wow. If it wasn't for the Chiefs, the Niners would have every right to be arrogant. I told you guys the story about uh, Garth Brooks, right? Mm. That with our whole team, we donated to his charity, so we used to oh, give private you a private shows. concert, right? Yeah. So yeah. Was Steve Webb was all banged up and got handsy with Garth Brooks, and his like security had to jump in because he was like trying to be like, <laughs> Wait, what? How handsy? Like handsy? Like he's like he thought he was, like he was his buddy, right? Like he was getting handsy with him, like wrestling around. And the security had to come in, so then every Wait, every what? Every, around? He was wrestling around with no, Garth He was Brooks. like grabbing him, like, hey, like like they were like buddies, and because Webby was all banged up, slap me in the face. <laughs> kind of that, yeah, kind of like that. <laughs> right. So then every time we had a a concert with Garth Brooks, he would dedicate friends in low places to. Oh really? Webby. Uh, getting a couple tweets. People do not like Kelsey anymore. No blue check P says, man, I was a Kelsey fan. He's really made himself very unlikable. I'm all set. I'm all set. He's got that wrestling vibe to him, though. Yeah, you know, I mean, like he embraces it. I mean, listen, he's in a stage now where you're kind of in that... I mean, if he's not the greatest tight end ever... Like he's right there. No, he's, a, he's right there. We're having a conversation, and he's in the he's in a rare phase where... I mean, this is my viewpoint as a fan. He gets to enjoy it for a couple of years. Like, he's going to enjoy for a couple of years being active 
as perhaps the GOAT. Like, Brady got it. Right. Was He wasn't this good with Alex Smith, right? Like, was he one Not of the like best this. tight ends in football? No. I mean, if you look at his pass-catching numbers compared to Gronk, uh, Gronk clearly the better blocker. Kelsey's are well, much, he almost had, I mean, much he was, better. He just missed 1,000 yards again this season as a tight end. Right. And, and he had a down year. Yeah, that's a bad year. I mean, well, he has freedom to basically do whatever he wants on offense. He is a zone-mashing player. Are you going to have his, his podcast story about what his brother said? Would you like that next? Chastise them? Yeah. yeah. So here's mm-hmm. the Kelsey Brothers, New Heights podcast on Travis bumping into Andy Reid on the sideline. The broadcast showed you having a heated exchange with Coach Reid. <laughs> so heated. People are all over this. I mean, I get it. You cross the line. I think we can both agree on that. I can't get that fired up to the point where I'm bumping Coach and it's getting him off balance and stuff. I mean, let's be honest. The, the yelling in his face, too, is over the top. I think there's better ways to handle this. I love Coach Reid. Coach Reid knows how much I'd love to play for him. I'm not playing for any Anybody else but Big Red. If he calls it quits this year, I'm, I'm out there with him, man. He ain't calling it quits. Come on now. He's not. I immediately wish I would have took it back. Coach Reed actually came right up to me after that, and he just let him know, I love your passion. I got cameras on me all over the place, man. He's letting you know not, not to be like that. Just fired me up even more to go out there and get a f-ing victory for him, man. Big Red, sorry if I uh, caught you with that cheap shot, baby, but damn, I love winning with you. I'm not trying to make this situation acceptable, but this is what happens when you have highly motivated, passionate individuals. This doesn't happen if you and Andy aren't as close as you are. That's what nobody knows. The reason this happens is because you two love each other so much and respect each other so much that you feel open enough to have an interaction like this. Yeah, I don't love that second part. I think he's right with the first part. No, no, he's right with both parts. You crossed the line. No, he crossed the line, but that's... awful. Yeah, yeah, right. He knows he crossed the line, and it was a mistake. And to his credit, Andy Reid didn't... I mean, he... I'm sure he was embarrassed because he knew he's right. He's got cameras all over almost the place. Almost fell over. Dropped almost his, fell his play over. sheet. Right. But I think what, what Jason said at the end is true. Teams teams that, like the Kansas City Chiefs, that have this, this desire to be as successful as they've been, have a certain edge that they practice with, that they play with, and a certain level of accountability that allows them. And again, he admitted he went over the top. But player to player, coach to coach, that you can have arguments, fights, because you're trying to push everyone to be better, and it doesn't. It, it's never personal, right? Well, I think the best thing is it doesn't affect the the play on the field, right? No, it has a positive effect on the field, right? Where, like I'm telling you right now, a lot of coaches will tell you this in the NFL, but this is this is true in the NHL too. A lot of the great teams, like you'll see coaches too during training camp, like to get things fired up, like hey, go start a fight. In in on really good teams, you will see fights in practice all the time. And you're still buddies afterwards, but mm-hmm. you're so competitive. Like, you're trying to win. It could be a three-on-three, two-on-two battle drill, whatever it is. Guys will fight because they're they're so... But again, what happens behind closed doors is different than than bumping into your coach and right, admonishing why, him in but, the Super Bowl. Well, which is why Jason said you stepped, out, like you stepped, you stepped over, over the line. Like, I can understand like, I understand how passionate you are, but there's a better way to do it than that. Yeah, it was a bad look. Yeah, right. A really bad look. But yep. look what he did the second half of that game. Yep. What, do you have nine catches? Eight catches in the second I, half. I mean, they have a unique relationship, too. Jason figures into this as well because I mean, I'm sure you've heard it, but Travis was kicked off the team at Cincinnati. They were teammates there, the Kelsey brothers. And Andy called Jason when they picked Travis, when he dropped in the draft and said, can I trust your brother, basically? And he basically said, if this goes poorly, it's on you too, which is... And it has not. Yeah. I mean, the first couple of years, there was some ironing out, but the talent was always there. It's one, it's one of those stories where the, the, there were red flags and it worked out, right? You get a guy on the cheap. By the way, the whole tight end position, you get on the cheap. I mean, you get 12, 13, 14, 15 million dollars, and look at the production you get. That's why guys want tight ends. 
Yeah, you don't have to pay him wide receiver money. Yeah, like the receiver market is. I'll tell you what, you know who was like this? And Milbury was like this. Like, you're not going to go bumping Milbury, but he would. He loved when you went after him. Mm. Like, he did not like it. But I don't think Andy Reid loves when he goes after him like that. No, Andy Reid's gone after him. No, not in public. I think, I think like, the, verbally going after yeah, each yeah. other. Like, oh, I don't think I he no might. I think right. he loves the passion. Like, he right. said, I love the passion. Like, don't embarrass me, but I love the passion. Like, if you were just, if Milbury went in, like, ripped into you and you just sat there and took it, he had no respect for you. No, I think most people would if be you, like, like that. If you stood up for yourself, yeah, go back at him. He'd be like, he was proud that you did it. Yeah, I think Andy Reid behind the scenes is kind of a different dude than we. Then I, it read, sounds like he's more of a disciplinarian behind closed. Like yeah. there's more accountability than yes, we think. Than we think. Um, so as I was saying earlier, a couple of things here. My, my team has some problems. So very rarely when the Niners have lost in heartbreaking fashion has it spilled out into the world. It's happened this time. So on that third down throw to Juwan Jennings, the one towards the end of the game. They were not going to block Chris Jones' play. That play. Yeah. Uh, he's right, Chris Jones. And John Feliciano, former Giant, agrees with him. He got hurt in that game, and the reason that he was not in was due to injury, and Spencer Burford came in. So Feliciano subtweeted him, did Burford his backup. He said, a quick chop is not needed if the guy that was supposed to block him blocks him. Talking about Chris Jones. Burford just gets onto Twitter. He said, sheesh, open up my app to this. Get well soon, bro. And Feliciano responded, I'm sorry, bro. I woke up hungover, and I was being a bleep. I was trying to have someone's back, and in the process, I hurt you. I apologize. This that, is going. This is going well for you guys. So that's one thing. Uh, second, Sauce Gardner tweeted. Oh no! This isn't even that bad. All right, good. He, he said, "I told y'all, Niners might look better on paper. Chiefs always find a way." Which is, listen, that's his opinion, and he was right. There's the nothing way. wrong with that, though. Yeah, he was yeah. right. Uh, to which Traverius Ward, Niners corner. Who had a, a second team all pro season? He's not nobody, uh, but he's you know a lot would say he's not sauce. He sees this and he quote tweets uh, quote tweets it and says, "Your bleep ain't never sniffed the playoffs. You watching from the couch? Worry about them sorry bleeping Jets." Why is Ward so angry though? Everybody got something to say about the team in the Super Bowl. Your opinion doesn't need to be heard, kid. Wow. The last part's disrespectful. Yeah, but I don't understand why. Like, why do we need to comment? You, and by you mean, we, I mean the Jets. Like, why do we need to be so vocal? All, all we don't do anything. I, I thought. The, yeah, but why, though? The, I don't think that was that bad. I don't know why it was that, that bad, but I mean, uh, that would be my response, too. No one gives a, a blank what you think. Your well, team stinks. I, okay, I, I care what he thinks is going to happen in the game. that's the purpose of social media. If, if that bothers you so much, then don't be honest. No, but that would bother me, though. It's not like you said Niners stink, yeah. Ward was a disaster. You no, said, I, I, this is who I thought was going to win the game. No, no, he didn't say. No, no, he, said, he, he pretty much I've said heard. that like a, you're like a paper tiger. Like on paper, you look great, but the Chiefs are better. Give me the quote again from uh, well, what are the Jets, please, RJ. He said, I told you all Niners might look better on paper. But the Chiefs always find a way. And he had some, like, laughing emojis, too, in there. I should know. Yeah, maybe the laughing emojis, but okay. I, I, it doesn't seem that awful to me. You no, know, it's not awful. In, in the grand scheme of things, it's not awful. But what, I mean, who is, yeah, he's sauce and he's a great player. His team is trash. We stink. Uh, you're, yeah, stink. You're, I mean, you're talking down in a certain way to a team that's in the Super Bowl. So if he had said, I told you that Don't the say anything. Well, why? Why can't why? you say something? Why say why anything? Can't, why can't he? Because you're watching on the couch. You're not in the playoffs. So if, you, if you're if you not stinks. in the Super Bowl, you now can't comment on the Super well, Bowl. Why, the, why, though? For what reason? Because he wanted his opinion to be well, known. No, I, I, I'm with I'm with Traver, uh, Traverius Ward. Cares what you think. Really? 
You did, shocked what, by the look you're going right after you. Oh, guy. no, because you're not even a threat to us. Nobody, he didn't say we're a threat. He didn't say we're good. He said no. nothing like that. He just said, I told you the Chiefs were going to win the game. Chiefs won the game. He was no, right. That's not all he said. It's not all he said. There's I no th- reason. I it's think just, Javari Schwartz being a baby. Yeah, I think he's being a baby, too. So, we're not done yet with that. We're going to move on after this one with the Niners. Let's eight. never move on. So, Fletcher Cox of the Eagles has not forgotten that Debo basically took last offseason as his own personal media tour to talk about why the Eagles stink. And so right after the game, Fletcher Cox hops on the old uh, Instagram and he's a tag. He goes right after. I always give credit when you don't you don't subtweet or sub post about somebody, which is like talking about them without posting or tagging them. Tag Debo said, keep the Eagles out your mouth. Yeah, I've been holding on to this one. Said some other things I can't say. But clearly the Niners have... I'm, I'm not saying they're the new Travis Kelsey, but they're, they seem to be in that same that same category. I'm going to back away from this Niners bandwagon. I think I'm... I think well, I'm you saw what... I mean, you, you saw the stuff that came out after they beat... Uh, a lot of people pointed to when the Niners beat the Eagles. Well, how about when they lost to the Eagles and they, they were like, well, if we had Purdy. Right, but then this season they came well, in. Wasn't it, was it both after the game talking about the, the blueprint to beat Jalen Hurts? Yes. Yeah, right. By the way, he was right. No, no, he was right, but still. I mean, there's, there's I think there's an arrogance to the, to the Niners. There is people, a big arrogance to the Niners. And people take, take pleasure in beating them. Okay, I mean, yeah. other than one team in the league, their their arrogance is is right. Yeah, but, you when, you, but when you lose All right, but, yeah, when you get humbled. Everybody's covered, covered, uh, they're coming from Right, you. right, yeah. but, but, but they're still coming from a place of losing. Well, I guess so are the Niners, in a way. Big Mars going right after Rick. Who? Big Mars. Who would Big Mars want? He said, looks like Rick's a sensitive bee. No, I'm not being sensitive. Like I, just, I don't know why we talk. We talk too much. We're very comfortable cursing at other people these days. <laughs> no, but the Jets, the, but do the, is it me or the, the, the Jets talk a lot? They always got something to say. Someone always in the Jets has something to say on social media. I, I thought revealing the uniform right after the Super Bowl was worse than well, that. But than just what the, Sauce did. during the, I don't even. It's probably not just this. It's not just this. It's just all of it. They always have something to say. They're always on social media. They're always talking. Yeah, maybe it's the culmination. And we of all don't the other win. Stuff. It's the culmination. I, we don't of all win. Like they stuff. can't wait to get on Twitter and talk about something, and we always lose. Well, wait. I you can't. Shit. But you're also criticizing a team that's in the Super Bowl again. Right. Social I, media I, ban. Jets now. I guess my point is, are they are they really criticizing the Niners all that much? Which no, is saying, I told you the Chiefs are going to win. No, no. But listen, I don't know if I have a problem with that tweet as much as I always have a problem. They're always on Twitter. There's always something being Here, said. Here's part of the problem, I think, is that the guys doing the talking are by far your best players, and they're recognized around the league for the greatness that they have already shown. Sauce, Garrett Wilson, Rodgers, Brees Hall, great players. It's tough. Hinky Haynes on your side. Says, I'm with Rick completely on this one. Last thing anyone wants is the Jets and the Giants talking about how other teams are so bad. We're, we're I bad. I, but I don't think he said they're that bad. No, I know. But it's just like you're... like you're, you're and, and I get it. It's social media. So this is a different time. So everyone has a voice and everything else. Like he's he's making a an observation on a game that we're not even close to ever playing in. You're talking about like even if it's it's not meant to be... Derogatory towards San Francisco, it could be it could be thought of that way by the guys on the San Francisco 49ers. Like, oh yeah, on paper you guys look good, but clearly the, the Chiefs are better. It's the two best teams in the league. Where are the Jets on that list of best teams in the league? Your power rank 17th. So that means I mean I get it, but like at the same power time. Power rank 27th. Yeah, like, we're not talking about you. You guys didn't tweet anything. That's really bad for you guys. I don't think that's right either. Where do you think they, they belong, roughly? We don't have to go through, like, chapter right. and verse. Um, like, what range? 20 to 24? 18 to 22. 
that tie. So like, where do you draw the line? At what, at what point are you allowed to talk about another team after, after they've lost? You like, think you guys are the 18th are, best are, team are in the league? No, 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 no. 500? I think upside, the Giants, <laughs> RJ King. Make, a, make the playoffs once. Now, sprinkle in a playoff a playoff game. Right. I mean, you have the longest drought in North right. American playoffs. 13 playoff. seasons. Sprinkle in a playoff a playoff game. One. I'm not even, it doesn't have to be a home playoff game. Just sprinkle in a, a playoff game. One. I wonder what the odds are the right now one. that the Jets go to the playoffs next year. I don't know if anyone's hanging odds just yet. There's so much to do. Free agency, draft. Maybe. Free agency is soon, too. Yeah. Um. All right, moving on. So, that was spirited. <laughs> well, I don't understand why we talk so much. We're a passionate show. Yeah. Well, why do we talk so much? Because we do four-hour radio shows. Oh, no, not us. Oh. <laughs> My team just talks like it with the leaks and the lock. There's just so it's much not, always it's going. Not, it's not limited to you and your team. It's, it's you know. Look at his team. Like to it's talk. always too much, like go- to there's too much going on. Your team needs to shut its mouth, too. Your team, their family, all of it. Strong. <laughs> um, so there's a new, this is not to be confused with the old one. There's a new documentary coming out about the Patriots. Ten-part series on Apple TV Plus, where I guess the thought on this is that Brady and Robert Kraft are much more open than they've been in the past. So Tom Brady, I guess, makes clear that his departure out of New England had a lot more to do with Belichick and a lot less to do with money. So, there are guys still on the roster that talked about this, and Matthew Slater, for one, on how difficult it was playing for Belichick. It was brutal. I guess Rob Gronkowski shared a story where he pulled up to the facility, and he did not want to get out of his car and go to work because it was so miserable. Wes Welker compared Brady to an abused dog for continually going back to work for Belichick. And Brady basically alludes saying there's not an amount of money they could have given me that would have changed my mind about leaving. Wow. I, I will say this. There is nothing worse in the world than getting ready and going to work and being on your way into the office and thinking to yourself, I hate this job. It is brutal. Oh, but especially when it's, I mean, it's playing professional football, uh, of professional course. baseball, and a professional hockey. When your team is good. Yeah, yeah, when your could you good. imagine that? You're number one in whatever your, your career happens to be. Where you're or towards the top of the rankings, whatever your career happens to be, and you still don't want to go do it. Bad. And you're getting paid a ton of money to do it. Right. So so you're a folk hero. You're getting paid a, a ton of money and you're great and you still don't want to show up and do it. Right, but it's the same thing. I mean, that's uh, I think why it's so hard sometimes for people when we have these conversations about new athletes and money and everything else. It's like, well, come on. You play a kid's game and you get paid millions of dollars. Well, I mean it's still but you still are a job. It's still a job, and right. it's the same kind of dynamics of a regular job. And, you know, it's funny. Like, I'll, I'll finish here and go about my day, and there's some days I don't feel great or whatever. It is. And people oh, but what you do for a living. Yeah, but I'm still a human being. Like, yeah. I still get tired. I still don't feel well. I still, you know, have family things going on at home. Like, I, it's, life moves on. Yeah, but, I mean, we've worked with Rick long enough. we worked with Chris, two highly accomplished professional athletes. And you both said the same thing. There's plenty of guys that are... That are just good at it. Just maybe like talk hosts, like us, or whatever you do. Whatever your occupation is. Maybe you're just pretty good at it. You work in investment banking. Eh, there's days you don't love it. There's guys they should practice. Maybe you're playing a road game at a city you don't care for. Eh. Not everyone's wired like, you know, Patrick Mahomes or whoever. No, but I'm sure there's, I mean, there are probably times when Patrick Mahomes, as good as he is, it's goes, like, eh. yeah, well, no, not even that. It's like, it's just, it, the locker room is not a great place to be when you're losing. Yeah. Like after that, that Vegas loss, I'm sure things weren't right. great. Um, speaking of the Patriots, 
Uh, apparently, these are the current day pets, not the former Patriots. The ones that won a whole bunch, these ones lose a whole bunch, and they hate each other. I don't think these ones is a phrase, RJ. These these individuals. Yeah. Just go with it. So the Patriots quarterback room, according to uh, Albert Breer, was so toxic this past year that Bailey Zappi at times would watch tape in the receiver room, not the quarterback room, with the other quarterbacks. Mac Jones, who apparently was very well liked early on uh, over time and uh, now, not so much. To the point where Bailey Zappi is like, you know what? I don't hang out here anymore. And hangs out with the receivers. Wow. Yeah, that's not a good dynamic in New England. (laughs) Wow. It sounds like Mac Jones might be done in New England. He might. I think think we're towing the line of get rid of the in New England part. I think he'll get another chance. But I think this next chance is very important for Mac. Yes, I agree. And you know what's weird? He had such a good rookie season. Yeah. I mean, they made the playoffs in his rookie year. Got Joe judged. Yep, really did. Um, Dave, this one right after your heart. So a Packers fan Mm -hmm. saw the defensive coordinator opening that they had. Saw this story. And applied for it. (laughs) So get an interview. Did not get an interview. I ever tell you this story, by the way? When I... um, You just steamrolled the... the, I know, but it's... it's, it's, I I, uh, submitted my name to the NBA draft. (laughs) Who did you submit it to? Uh, David Stern. Commissioner's office. So were you on the list? Were you actually? No, there? they wrote me back and said, "You cannot do this." Well, why would you think that you could do it? Well, I was a junior. I had a year of eligibility left, and I <laughs> I sent in my my status you that don't I don't even play basketball. Well, yeah, but but so what? What were you going to get drafted to do? I played like you know hoops in the in the gym and stuff. Shocking that it turned out the way. It yeah, did. I'm yeah. Surprised you no, they wrote me a whole letter back saying, like, "I'm sorry, we cannot. Well, we get a, we get a lot of people to do this. No invite to the combine. Nothing. nothing. Uh-huh. Well, you and, and this gentleman both. Yeah. So this guy. Imagine that combine pitcher. <laughs> with the, the Brady pitcher. Them. <laughs> yeah. Listen. You know what would be great if they called you on and they invited you. You're, come on, come on to the combine. I, mean, I would have loved it. <laughs> so this gentleman. I'd have uh, been like, uh, what's his face? <laughs> the guy that you think is alive and he's not. Uh, Phil Seymour Hoffman <laughs> in Long Came Polly. Raindrops. Yeah. So he noted all his fantasy football accolades because he has no real accolades, right. obviously, and his uh, managerial abilities. So a few weeks go by, and Mark, right. Mark Murphy, who's the president and CEO of the Packers, actually a handwritten note sent back to this gentleman. Bill, while your fantasy football <laughs> experience is impressive, I regret to inform you we've decided to go in a different direction. But I hear the Bears have an opening. You look to be a perfect fit for them. Thanks again, Mark. It's great. Wow, good for them. Shot right to the Bears. It's great. <laughs> and that's not—he didn't even think anybody would see that. That's just a. Uh, it's clever. Read. It's yeah. funny. I love it. Who, uh, who decided to keep Justin Fields? Bill. Yeah. <laughs> Bill did it. But Why are it? we blitzing nine guys? <laughs> Bill. Bill. <laughs> He's a six-time fantasy football champion. Yeah, that's right. Uh, so there's a problem between Drew Eubanks of the Suns and Isaiah Stewart of the Pistons. So apparently Stewart had a verbal confrontation with Eubanks in the, the the underbelly of the stadium, like walking in. And it turned physical to the point where Isaiah Stewart punched Eubanks right in the face. Before, Isaiah Stewart is terrifying. This is before the game, by the way. So the Suns called the punch unprovoked and unacceptable. The Pistons said they were gathering information last night. You know who has gathered information? That is law enforcement. They arrested him. Who arrested Isaiah Stewart. Was he not allowed to play in the game? Or was it after the game that he got arrested? Uh, he was cited and released. He was already out for the game because of a sprained ankle. Mm. Eubanks what had, could uh, that have been about? I don't know. Women or money, probably. Got to mm. be one of them. Was there, did they ever cross paths? Wasn't Isaiah Stewart the guy who went nuts y- yep. mm-hmm. on LeBron a few years ago? Mm-hmm. 
Okay, I, so he's a he's a big scary guy. Isaiah Stewart from Washington, Rochester. That's, oh, that's how we roll. Oh, really? Just right. No cameras. No no muss. No fuss. Where did he go to school? I have no idea. Washington. Yes. Did he go to Washington? Yeah. Yep. Oh, you're good. He was actually a recruit of uh, Mike Hopkins at Syracuse. Syracuse um, Hopkins took the head coaching job in right. Washington. Look at you guys. Look at that. How Look about Drew Eubanks? Where'd he go? Anybody? Uh, I don't know that I'm right with this. West Virginia? Maybe. I was thinking of Devin Eubanks. Oh, yeah, maybe you're right. He went to West Virginia, right? Yeah, I think you're right. Those Joe Alexander teams? I think I you're right. Wrong. Let's see. Drew Eubanks. Yeah, I don't even think I've ever it's seen It's weird this guy seeing before. Tiger not Nike. Yeah. Really weird. We're, we're thinking of uh, Oregon State. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. We're thinking of De- uh, Devin Ebanks. Yes. Not, not Ebanks. E-Banks. Um, I like those West Virginia teams. I believe uh, Ebanks played for Tingle in uh, Oregon State. <laughs> yeah. Great. Uh, all right, Raymond. <laughs> that was the coach. Taking an Uber to and from your own bank robbery. Did it happen? Next thing you know, he calls the chicken police on me in Florida. The Florida Panthers. I was coaching. Yeah. I think this is the longest uh, DHIF and uh, observations ever. I'm probably going to get in trouble for this. So, but it it, I, it feels like it's been sports related, though. I don't, you never know. I could get in a lot of trouble. So this one from our buddy Ray Dinahan. Hmm. Valentine's Day themed. Trouble is though, when Valentine's Day gets used against you, that's what happened here. So a person in a place was a suspected drug dealer. <laughs> Not what you want. So a police officer in this aforementioned place. Decided, you know what? We're going to use Valentine's Day as a vehicle to lure this person into custody. How? This just happened yesterday? I don't know exactly when it happened. Mm-hmm. So, how are they going to do uh, such a thing? Well, police officer, undercover, fuzzy, human-sized bear costume. Heart-shaped balloon, box of chocolates on one knee. A proposal. From a furry. <laughs> Out comes the alleged suspect. And just like that, the officer snaps back into an authority figure, still dressed as a bear, by the way. Of course. Handcuffs the person right in the back of the car. So there's a bear arresting a person. <laughs> this, this, this can't does he, does this he put him in the car at, and, and drive off as a bear? Uh, not drive off as a bear. And there's video of this, too. This This happened. <laughs> Somebody filming down the street, probably very confused about a bear. Probably thinking they were going to see a proposal. And that what they witnessed was... Took a really weird turn. What they witnessed was an arrest. Huh. That's smart, though. Did it happen in Florida? Brilliant. He fell right into the trap of the bear. No, this is not Florida. No? No. How you you feel confident? This is not Florida. Second time in a row, Rick. uh, Rick, out of turn. I don't think this is Florida. Is Is there an appropriate... I feel like you. Semblance of how we got. Dave, Rick, so. right? No, oh, it was open season. Okay. Uh, he's so confident. I'll say not Florida. Okay. Raymond? Yeah, I'll also say not Florida. Well, you're all correct. Yes. This actually nice. It was actually a woman that was doing the dealing of the drugs, and it happened in Lima, Peru. Oh, huh? nice. an international drug bust. Did it happen in, in Florida? Florida? That's right. That's right. What was nice. the, did we have what was the story was was it a Florida where the the guy was the guy was letting his dog drive? Was that in Florida? <laughs> I don't remember. Where the cop pulled him over the dog was driving I think he said because he was too drunk to drive so he let the dog no, drive. I don't, I don't remember. I think he, he's done now, right? Or just done? Uh, I think uh, yeah, that's usually how it works. More emails rolling in. <laughs> Dave, I, I love you all.
Tell John to pipe down. I'd listen to you guys talk about dirt for four hours. Keep up the great work. Bleep, 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 Steve. A lot of bleeps. A lot of bleeps. A lot, lot of negativity towards John this morning. Well, this is what happens you, when he's negative towards web. us. You I, spun this web. I didn't, I didn't what, spin any web. Who spun anything? He's this is how we felt. It. RJ felt the same way. John couldn't be more wrong. Well, what a horrific take. You can find hundreds of people to talk about sports. You can only find two who can make it as fun and entertaining as you guys. Uh, that has done everything you bring to the table outside of sports is genius. This is such a bad take that Walt Disney himself is turning over in his grave. This take is so bad it makes the evil Winnie the Pooh movie look good. Be better, John. You hack. Is that the blood and honey vehicle? Yeah, that's Mike. I think there's a sequel coming. Really? No, come on. Are you yeah, serious? I think so. <laughs> I didn't see the first one. Evil Winnie the Pooh. Thanks for listening to the DiPietro and Rothenberg podcast. I think they're listening to me. They're everywhere. Dave. I know you're here. Catch the show on demand wherever and whenever you want. Woohoo! Over here! Just subscribe to us, rate us, and review us wherever you get your podcasts. Tristan tweets in, that was the best laugh I've ever had in my life. So, at least we're providing something for somebody. Good. Um, all right, so I made some calls yesterday. Just, you know, we're getting, we're like free agency a couple weeks away, NFL draft two months away, two, a little more than that. But I made some calls. Where, where, are, we, where are we feeling? And um, spoke to somebody who told me J.J. McCarthy is going to rise up the ranks and will be a top 10 pick. Top 10 pick? In this draft. Wow. Yes. Uh, well, you have, I mean, in your hot take, you do have J.J. McCarthy to the Giants. Could you, at six, though? That I that I never thought. No, I don't think J.J. McCarthy was one that you thought, no. But, I mean, if you're saying he's going to go top ten. Well, this is not a Giants reporter that, that gave me this. This is like this an is NFL. Gary Myers, yeah. It's not Gary Myers. Mm. This is an, like an NFL. When are we going to have Gary on the show again? Whenever you want. Yeah, right, of course, because you haven't read his book. Well, he's a, he's a dear friend. Yeah. Do I need to read his book? This is like being like we're, we're stuck in a in a mafia trap right now. How so? Where it's like well, they did us a favor and now we're just indebted. I like Gary very much. I do too. I think Gary's great. Yeah. Just read his book. I'm going to read the book. Stop pressuring me. Point is, the person I spoke to said J.J. McCarthy's going to rise up the ranks. And when he gets to the combine, he's going to wow a lot of people so with his athleticism. So Mark had him at what, 12? 12 or th- wherever the Broncos pick. I think, it was th- I think he said 12. Oh, is it 12 or 13? Yeah. Whatever it was. Yeah, that seems. I mean, Harbaugh did say he would be the first quarterback, which is. I mean, that's well, crazy. I think, well, I think he said he would take him as but the first it's crazy. quarterback, right? But maybe it's just one of those situations where he did what he was asked to do, and then all of a sudden, now when you have the opportunity to sit down with a kid, I'm sure he's a great, a great kid. Right, he's a winner. And then you see what his skill set actually is. And he was never asked to do all that much right. in Michigan. It was like be a game manager. You don't have to go win the games because our defense and running game is so good. Which, let's face it, you can win with that. They just won with that. No, I'm saying, yeah, right. Especially if he's got all, you know, he has the the requisite skill set. But you you've saw, like, in between them just kind of, like, you know, taking glimpses very easy, of it? like, glimpses of his athleticism. What was the play? Was it the national semifinal? They threw the ball back across to him, and he, like, leapt up, caught it, threw the ball downfield. Like, he does have crazy athleticism. Yeah, but we've talked about this, too, though. I mean, it, there's also, it, it's what you prioritize. And that, I think a lot of being a successful quarterback in the National Football League is some of the a lot of the the other stuff, the intangible stuff. Can you be a leader of men? Can you process information? Like that stuff's important stuff. Like he's got listen, he just won a national championship. He's a talent. Like I'm sure he's got physical talent. It's how do you put all that together? Cuz again, I mean speaking as, you know, from a guy who's experienced 
uber-talented quarterbacks that mm-hmm. just haven't made it for a bunch of different reasons. Not just It's not just Zach Wilson's fault, but, I mean... Oh, there's a, lot, there's a lot that's baked into how you're going to be in the NFL. Wise, Absolutely. I mean, he had he could make every throw, you name it, he could do it. It's just being able to put it all together was was a problem for him. Do you, does it? How much does it matter to you that like playing at Michigan, like playing at I a think major, it mat, playing yeah. at a big time school, and playing against the best competition that you have? Yeah, with high expectations, that kind of pressure, going against against um, up against the best, the best of the best, and how you felt like that was why a lot of people pointed to what C.J. Stroud did in the game against Georgia. They're like, whoa, like we didn't we didn't see this, right? And that's against the best defense, right? Well, you know what? McCarthy did it against Bama. Led them. They were down. The game was over. They were going to lose that game. They get the ball. They go march down the field, score the touchdown, send it to overtime, and they win that game in overtime. So, yeah. it, it, listen, it's a, it's, it's a freaking crapshoot. It really is. But, uh, again, I mean, I think a lot of the most important stuff, we're not going to get a chance to, to really see. You kind of, I mean, you take what you saw on the field and the tape and everything else, and now these coaches, GMs, and everyone else will get a chance to sit down with the kid and get a real feel for who he is as a person. And how smart he is, and all those other, you know, all those other things that are really important stuff. Because you know what I mean. You know, they pick up the phone, and they call Jim Harbaugh, and he, oh, he's, he's going to he's going right. to gush over him, right? And I'm sure his teammates and everyone else would say the same thing. But I'll say this: G- I mean, would you not take Jim Harbaugh's word for like Jim Harbaugh has coached in the NFL? Jim Harbaugh has coached great quarterbacks. Jim Harbaugh has been in college. Jim Harbaugh has won everywhere he's been. If he sits there and tells you this kid is going to be a stud at the next next level, I think you have to take that with. I mean, and and really. Give credence yeah, to right. it. Yeah, right. I would, of course. But you're also talking about a league where when you ask, you know, we ask Nick Saban, how many co- how many coaches call you about your players? One. Well, what kind of sense does that make? Mm-hmm. <laughs> He'd be the first person I would call if I'm looking at one of the guys from Alabama. But then people decide they don't want to do it. I think the biggest thing with the, when you start looking at the quarterback position too is just how much money you're going to have to pay the kid at some point. You're going to invest the top ten pick on this kid. The, you better be signing up to a second deal. Now you have to. Second Otherwise, deal, it's it's you know you, you should be waste fired. pick, and that's going to be huge money. So even if you know, even if the kid early on is going to have to be a game manager, which I don't think is a bad thing at all, can he develop into someone that can can have when asked, can he carry a team? Like kind of like what like you saw the evolution of Tom Brady, mm-hmm. you know, the way he started off, and then by the you know middle to end of his career, he's more right because Brady was kind of a I don't want to say passenger the entire way because he got better Super Bowls two and three, but was passenger esque on those on that. It was like there was different Tom Brady's. There was game manager Tom Brady, and there was like league MVP Tom Brady. In the second stint. That went 10 years in between Super right. Bowls. Well, you'll be asking the same thing about Brock Purdy. Like, what, what he's doing now is great. That's fine. And he's strong with all this talent and everything else. But right. at a certain point, when you have to make the decision to pay him, there's going to be things he's going to have to make up for. You're not going to have. You're not going to be as flush with talent. But there's no way you're it. not going to pay a guy that's that's leading you to the NFC Championship no, I, game. I, I get it. But the hope is when you pay somebody, is that they continue to grow at the position, get better, and they can start making up for some of the deficiencies that you have. You're not going to always have... You know, Debo and Kittle and and Ayuk and McCaffrey. Like, you're going to start losing guys. I get it. I get it. But my point is, is if, I mean, he's two for two, right? Two very, very successful seasons. You, you, you have, you're going to have to pay him. Right. I, I, listen, I'm not saying you're not going to have to pay Brock Purdy. You're going to have to pay him mm-hmm. and keep having success. I'm saying when you're going to draft the quarterback, that, that has to be part of the thought process going in. Like, I get it. At a certain point, if I'm going to have to pay this guy 50 million bucks in a cap sport, is he going to be That's able to elevate, money. elevate the players around him? I don't know. Like, I don't ask that question about C.J. Stroud. My answer is, yep. Absolutely. No, I think if I gave you C.J. Stroud or Brock Purdy, you wouldn't think twice about it. What's the problem? It. But it's, it's why you asked me about Tua. I wouldn't pay Tua. Right, but what's the better option? And why wouldn't you pay Tua? What's the fear? Well, I think well, health is, is right up there. Well, he stayed healthy. Okay, he stayed healthy this past year. Yeah. Uh, arm strength is another. Okay. Can't really win in cold weather. I mean, there's a number of things. I don't think he's great. I don't think Tua is great. 
So you would have a hard time. You would have a hard time in your mind paying him what it would cost, you know, fifty whatever for a starting quarterback. Because at the end of the day, you feel like he's a good quarterback, but to pay him that much money, you'd be hard pressed to think he can elevate all the players around him. Yes. Did have you watched him when Tyreek Hill's then on the field? Yeah, I mean, I watched him against that Tennessee he's a, game. He's a very which was a huge, huge loss for them. That Tennessee game completely that, that screwed game up their season, ruined their entire year. Their entire year. Um, so then I was texting with a uh, former GM in the NFL. Oh. Yeah, um, they said no chance. I'm reading the text. No chance. Giants spent twelve million dollars a year on Saquon Barkley. Said no chance. No chance. Um, I said what, what's going to happen? They'll let him hit free agency, resign him if the price is low enough. Lot of available running backs. It sounds like that's what. It, it actually sounds the way that's the way that this is going to go for both sides. Is kind of like what they did. Now it's different because we're we're, we're not talking about the same thing here, but it's kind of the, a similar situation mm-hmm. where Baltimore's like, yeah, hey, you think you can get a fully guaranteed contract? Go find it. And market said, no, we're not going to give it to you. Came and back. Came back. To, they gave uh, him the money that yep. they thought was right. So it's probably going to be, I don't know, I'm not saying he's going to be back, but hey, you don't want the franchise tag, we're not going to give it to you, mm-hmm. shop yourself around. If you think Someone's going to pay him, though. Well, maybe. Someone's going to pay him. All right, well, they're running, they're willing well, Baltimore to, doesn't pay him? Dallas doesn't pay him? They're willing to risk it. Baltimore, if I go to the AFC, I could I could live with. $12 million is a lot of money. It and sounds he, like the Chargers are going to be interested. Uh, yeah, Harbaugh said he loves him, right? But the Chargers have their own guy. Well, their own guy is going to be... Unrestricted too. No, but I'm just saying. But they have their like. Well, but so you're going to move but, off of Eckler to bring in Saquon. But that's not Jim Harbaugh's guy. I, I understand. So, that. but you can't say it's their guy. It's not his guy. No, no. But they. Ha- I wasn't saying it's Harbaugh's guy. I'm just saying like he's a terrific running back. They already have a terrific running back. Well, who would you rather have, Eckler or Saquon? Saquon. Okay. But I don't think it's a huge. No, I don't think so either. But it's not like hey, you know, this is, I just coached this guy or I drafted this well, guy. You, I mean, like, you tell me, would you would you rather have Saquon at twelve or would you rather have uh, Eckler at eight? Ooh, I probably have Eckler at eight. Yeah, but, I agree with I that. I mean, I don't. Again, but this is part of the process: is go out, shop yourself around. If you think you're worth twelve and a half million bucks a year, go try to get it. If you can't, and the market tells you that the most you're going to get is, you know, ten a year, then maybe we like signing you a ten a year. I just think there's going to be so many available running backs. I, I'm, I'm starting to go into the camp of I don't know that the Giants are going to keep Saquon Barkley. Uh, well, listen, I don't. I, honestly, it feels like right now. Especially after we talked to Renan, who interviewed him, and Saquon didn't get the feeling that they were going to tag him. It's, we'll let you go out to free agency, because that's what you want anyway, to get your true value. Mm-hmm. And once you recognize that the value for your position, whatever you're asking, isn't there, come back to us. Sure. Or someone wants but, to pay but you what more happened, than we do. Somebody's going to pay him. All right, then he's not going to be a giant. Right. And, and that's what I'm trying they're, they're to gonna, They're feel. not going to bend over backwards to, to make they're him not happy. Pay, they're not going to go three years and, and $40 million dollars. The third year being, you know, you get rid of them, move on. I don't think it's going to happen. No, I don't think so either. I think they're going to hope that he hits the, he hits the market. The money's not there for him, and because he wants to be a giant, like he said, he loves being a giant. That they get him for less than he wanted, which is good business. I mean, they're not, I mean, they're, this is about business now, of course. So it's not about feelings or emotion or anything else. But look at the running backs going to be available this a year. A lot. Josh Jacobs is going to be available. Mm-hmm. Eckler is going to be available. Derek Saquon, available. Derek Henry. Henry. I mean, there's a there's a laundry list of guys that are really Tony really Pollard. good. Running. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I'm just saying. I'm just giving you names. I thought Pollard was going to be a stud. I I he wildly disappointed me this past season. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, weren't there some questions as to whether or not he'd be a lead? He cannot. A lead back. He cannot. Ray, you agree with that, right? 
Tony Pollard is is not that level of running back. Of course not. No, I think you saw that this year when he was when they gave him the, the lead uh, ball carrier role this year. Well, yeah. the same type of player. He just can't live up to that. Uh, let's go to Dan in Jersey. Say good morning, Dan. How are you? How are you? Good morning, Dave. Good morning, Daddy. How are you guys today? When are we putting this to rest? By the way, we're not. It's it, it, baseball I, season. Baseball. Baseball season. season Daddy's making another bet. You'll have to win a bet. Win it, win it back from you? Yeah, it's not just right, going to go fine. away. Look, can we bet something now so it goes away? No. Oh, go ahead, Dan. So I wanted to know what your Giants' offseason expectations are. I'm, I've been thinking about this. I think the one guy I really want to see go, and it's not going to happen, I don't trust Daniel Jones to win a playoff game at this point, let alone a game in September. I think that... Wait, wait, wait. wait. Hang, 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 hang on a second. You don't trust a guy to win a playoff game who's already won a playoff game. So here's my reasoning. I think that game but Dan, but, last but Dan, season, Dan he, he's already won a playoff game. I know. And he has. But if you look at, like, the big thing with Daniel Jones, and I've noticed this, oh is he's not performed good against elite or good defenses. Like, that game against the Vikings, that was one of the worst defenses in the NFL. It feels like 2022 is more of a fluke than it was anything else with him. Because outside of 2022, he really hasn't been good. Dan, he's going to be on the team, though, Dan. You're going to have another year of Daniel Jones. Can we suspend for awful calls? Yes. He's suspended. I want him suspended suspended from his college radio station. RJ? Yes. Can we suspend for awful calls at this point? Seems we're trending that way. I don't want it to be me, though. The only thing Dan hasn't done is curse it. I don't want it to be us. Someone's going to have to be the bad guy. What does that mean? Well, one of us is going to have to be the bad guy. I would prefer okay, it not be me. You're putting it out there, so you're already the bad guy. Well, no, well, I'm not going to make there. this decision. Dave put it out there. I put it out there. It's just like, I don't think he can win a playoff game. He's won a playoff game. So what do you mean you don't think he can well, do something off- he's already but, done? But what's the offseason expectation? Is they going to move off of him? They're not going to move off of him. No, you can't move off of him. <laughs> right. Like, could you take a quarterback? Sure. You're not gonna... All right, stop hitting the microphone into your head. You okay? He's acting like LaGreca. Do, do you need help? I think, we, need, all need, I need think the, we all need a little bit of help, do you right? Need, do you need to step out for a minute? <laughs> I just, I don't. I, what's the off-season expectation? I got to tell you. I, I don't I, trust that he can win a playoff game. He's already, he's won, already a won a playoff, playoff game. game. Have you looked at his dead cap hit? I got to tell you, I don't think Purdy can lead the Niners to the Super Bowl. I don't think so either. Pretty confident that'll never happen. I think I broke the microphone. Great. Good for you. Thanks for listening to the DPHRO and Rothenberg Podcast. Listen live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 a.m. on 98.7 ESPN in New York, the ESPN New York app, or on your smart speaker by asking it to play 98.7 ESPN.